Hey, it's Cole. Welcome to this week's episode of the Entrepreneur Podcast, where every week we talk about how you can bring your creative dreams to life. This week, how we are going to avoid feeling like imposters in 2020. Uh, You've probably heard this phrase before, imposter syndrome. Uh, We've actually talked about it on the podcast before. And this week I had a brush with it. I've been looking back at videos from 2022 of events and I've been editing together some just kind of like recap recap videos for social media. And I have footage from the planning phase, the rehearsal phase, behind the scenes stuff, and of course performance footage. And I'm going through all of this uh, for performances that are in the last year, some of them in January of last year, more than a year ago. And uh, as I'm watching all of this, I just had this thought of, gosh, this seems way less magical than I wanted it to be. Like as I'm looking at this performance, it seems like I thought it was more magical than this. And I realized that I started doubting whether or not the thing was even good. Um, But then I was like, oh, wait, I think that this right here is exactly what imposter syndrome feels like. It's that we are seeing something and forgetting the magic of it. And I think we as artists have a really big struggle with this, partially because we are constantly looking behind the curtain. And in that moment when I was editing that video, I was looking at every part of the process, planning, rehearsal, behind the scenes, and of course, some of the performance footage as well. We're constantly looking behind the curtain. We live behind the curtain as artists, and sometimes we literally make the curtain. Like if you're a set designer, sometimes you literally make the curtain. So that is a metaphor from theater, but it applies to all of us. If you're painting a picture, you're in the studio with the canvas and you were part of every brushstroke. If you're a musician, you're sitting in the room while you write the song and you know what pieces you cut out, what pieces you threw away, what pieces you kept, whether or not it was a smooth process or a difficult one whether it was something you made a little bit of and then put in a folder and then came back to 18 months later. Like we as creative people, we as artists are there for all of it. And as a result of that, and as a result of seeing behind the curtain all the time, we often have a really hard time seeing the beauty of what it is that we're making and understanding how audiences are experiencing that thing. And that's why we start feeling like an imposter. If you produce events, maybe it's the reality that you know how hard it was to get all that stuff together. And you didn't just get to show up at 8 p.m. when the event started. You had to be there for the entire process and you had to have the conversations and you were there when the venue almost fell through or you were there when you the funding almost wasn't there. Like There are all of these little things that we as the creators of stuff experience that the audience never does. And so when the audience says, wow, you did a great job at that, we think, oh, well, only if you knew I had to go through this or I experienced that. And we see the whole picture. So this year, I want to help us avoid that. And I have four things that I think can help us avoid feeling like an imposter in 2023. First, 
see the quote unquote product, the art, apart from the process. Don't let the magic get washed away because we're so close to that creative process. Allow ourselves to see the magic of what it is that we make. See it through the lens of the audience. Step back and look at the result. And I think one of the helpful ways to do this is to have a clear and intentional transition where we say, okay, I'm just going to experience this as a spectator. Last week, my partner Ra and I went to Dazzling Nights, which is one of the events that we uh, produce. And it was decided that we were going to experience it apart from the setup process, apart from the successes, apart from the things that we know, apart from the failures, we are showing up, walking in through the front door and experience it as an audience member. And I think it's really important that we do that with our work. Uh, I grew up as a musician. I've recorded several albums. And I just, I remember having this very distinct experience after recording records where it was like, all I could do was hear the parts. I had a very hard time hearing the whole because I was there when it was just a drum track. I was there when the bass was added. I was there when the electric guitar was added. I was in the booth singing when the vocals were laid down. I recorded all of the harmonies. And so when I would listen to a track, even in its final mix and mastered stage, I had a really hard time hearing the whole. I would hear just a bunch of parts, and sometimes I'd dive, my ears would kind of pull out one part, one guitar part that I really liked, or one vocal part that I wish that I had done differently, whatever it might be, and had a hard time hearing the whole. And I think that we as artists generally have that difficult time, but I think it's really important for us to, uh, to take time to experience the things that we make as an audience member. Another way I think that we can avoid feeling like an imposter is to recognize that we are not magicians. <laughs> Creating things, making art is magical. And part of it is seeing and embracing the magic of making. But another part is just recognizing that while cre creativity can feel magical and mystical, we are not magicians. And I think sometimes because we feel like we need to feel a certain way or something needs to feel magical in order for it to have creative value, we place this undue burden on ourselves to feel something. And if we don't feel that magical, mystical thing, then it must not be good. And if we don't feel that magical and mystical thing, then are we even an artist? Are we even creative? Because creativity is supposed to be magical and it's supposed to be mystical. And therefore, I'm putting pressure on myself to feel something. And what I want to say is you are not an imposter if your creative process doesn't feel magical all the time. And if your art doesn't feel mystical all the time, you are a person with skills and experiences, and those things are combining to allow you to create, and sometimes that's a very straightforward and practical process. Recognize that what you are doing doesn't have to be more than that. I'm not saying don't let it be magical. 
I'm not saying that your art is not special. What I'm saying is it doesn't always serve us to put an expectation upon ourselves that we feel something specific because it's also a skill and it's also a craft. So don't despair when it feels familiar. That probably means that you're getting good at what it is that you do because it's beginning to feel familiar and familiarity can feel comfortable but there's also this old saying that familiarity breeds contempt don't don't look at your art when it feels familiar and be contemptuous about it. Don't look at your art when it feels familiar and have a negative response to it because for some reason it doesn't have this magical or mystical thing that no one other than you is requiring it to have. A third way we can avoid feeling like an imposter is to allow the process to simply be what it is. We will have wins, we will move forward, we will have losses, we will move back, and both of those things are okay. Both of those things are natural. Both of those things are to be expected because that is what process is. Just because you have a loss doesn't mean you've lost it or that you should be embarrassed or that things are going in the wrong direction or they are falling apart. All of us in the natural process of making will have things that people respond to really well, that we respond to really well, that we love a lot, and there will be things that we make that people do not respond well to, that people do not love a lot. Uh, I was actually just yesterday working on some things that led me to research uh, an experience I had in Montreal several years ago. Um, I was there uh, with a friend, and we um, decided to go to this thing called PY1. And PY1 is, um, it was this giant pyramid structure, and inside of it you went and you laid down, and there were projections everywhere, and lasers, and some lights that moved up and down. And so for an hour there was this voiceover, and it was kind of this like laser light projection show. And it was fine. Uh, but it was, the reason we went was it was made by Guy Laliberté, who uh, is the founder of Cirque du Soleil. He had just sold his company for a billion dollars. He was trying to figure out what to do next, and he made this thing called PY1. And I, I was fine having gone, but it wasn't super spectacular. And I had never looked at really any reviews or other feedback, so I just got online. And the reviews online were just vicious. And I was, it was one of those moments where I was like, okay, yeah, Guy Laliberté, who created this thing that became Cirque du Soleil, that has shows all over the world, that generates billions of dollars in sales every year, that got him a billion dollars when he sold it. His next thing was that, and people really did not respond well to it. And that's fine. Guy Laliberté's value as a human being, as an artist, does not decrease at all as a result of that. So just because we have a loss doesn't mean that we've lost it or we're done or that we shouldn't be embarrassed. The only way to grow is to keep going. We learn from our successes. We learn from our failures. We learn from our mistakes. We adjust. We give ourselves grace and we move forward. And lastly, the, la uh, the fourth thing that we can do to not feel like an imposter in 2023 is don't compare. 
I often look at my work and the state of my creative company, memoir agency, and the nonprofit that I started, Creative City Project, and compare it to people who've been doing things way longer. We produce an annual performing and interactive arts festival called Immerse, and that was born out of my experience at this festival in Valencia, Spain called Las Fallas. If you've never heard of it, look it up. A million people come to Valencia every year to experience that. Immerse has been happening in some form or another since 2012, so uh, just over 10 years, and we haven't done even a festival every year during that 10 years. And if I, and I have the tendency to do this, if I compare what Immerse is to what Las Fallas is, they do not compare. We do not have a million people coming to Orlando for the Immerse Festival. Las Fallas is so old that they don't even really know when or why it started. And so why do we as creative people do that? Why would we ever compare ourselves to things that are just in a totally different category? Something that's been happening for 10 years versus something that is so old that no one really even knows when it started. And then when I'm thinking about my experience company, memoir agency, we love to produce events and experiences, and I compare that company, which is literally just over two years old, to other companies, and I start, well, why aren't we doing that? Or why aren't we at that point? Why aren't we there yet? And then these companies have been around for 15, 20, 25 years. And it's, why should I have the expectation that two years into having this experience company, it would be where people, uh, where companies are that are 25 years old? It's just unfair. And so when we compare ourselves to others, when we compare our work to others, it doesn't necessarily and usually never serves us. And even if there's something that doesn't have a great justification of why there's a difference, like if somebody who started a company two years ago, I looked at that and they started it at the same time and they're ahead of where I am, still comparison is not helpful. Be who you are. Love that. I believe that that who we are is the only thing that any of us really has to offer. The uniqueness of who we are, what we're good at, what we love, what our experiences have been, those are the things that make our work special. So you're not an imposter. You're just doing the best you can. You are the sum of your experiences and you're continuing to have more of those every day. So value your work, love your work, and love yourself along the way. And I hope this is an incredible 2023. As always, thanks for hanging out. Uh, Follow Entrepreneur Podcast on Instagram and connect with me too, Cole Neesmith. See you next week.